Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of If I Only Knew. Today, we're going to jump right into recording. Fred's jumped into the Zoom and told me he's got a rant ready for me about imposter syndrome. I've no idea what to expect. Fred, take it away. G'day, listeners. How are we? I'm glad we're talking about this today. And Matt, 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 your generation. I was once told by a really good friend when I worked in drug and alcohol rehab, Never to assume that I had some sort of pathology just to fit in and be cool. Mm. When other clinicians were saying to hardcore drug users that they were workaholics just to sort of fit in. Oh, my Lord. uh, They were really, you know, taking an axe to their own credibility. So as a clinician of advancing years and working with a lot of people of your, and I don't normally do this, but your tender age... (laughs) I've heard this term imposter syndrome bounced around like it's some sort of real thing. It kind of goes like measles, mumps, you know, imposter syndrome, gonorrhea. These are the things that impact on your generation. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I'm just going to put it out there. I call bunkum. I'm saying it's hokey. I'm saying it's a scam, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So by definition, people say imposter syndrome is how you feel when people rely on your qualifications or your title with some sort of reverence and expect you to know things that perhaps even though you have the qualification and title, you're yet to master. Okay. It's not a syndrome. (laughs) yeah it's not some sort of pathological treatable you know uh it's not pink eye you know it's not uh hemorrhoids Mm, mm, mm. okay imposter syndrome is a great way that your generation and i don't do i'm very down with the kids there's 50 episodes of how tolerant i have you're credible you're credible fred you're definitely credible they pushed me too far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever happened to saying i'm a bit insecure mm, i don't okay. know what i gotta know yet but i'm on the learning journey mm. i'll put my shoulder to the wheel and take some responsibility for becoming good at what i do instead they say i'm really afflicted by imposter syndrome <laughs> no no you're not And I believe when parents stopped hitting their kids two generations ago, (laughs) this is what you get. So this is what it comes down to, Fred, the child abuse. It's like saying, I'm so mad, really not able to function today because I have bad hair day syndrome. (laughs) I'm just not feeling myself because the comb didn't go. No, stop it. And on a serious note, I want to tell you why. Mm. You can't cop out of your own personal development. You can't give your power away. You're about to embark on a new career that's not something that you plan to do, and we won't talk about what it is, but it's something that you've decided to start your career with. It's an experiment for you. Mm. And that's one of the things I really love about working with Matt because he's an intrepid, interesting soul. He knows what he's going to do next is not what he's going to do forever. But because he's competitive and because he's pretty sharp and articulate, he's got to know that he's about to step into an uncomfortable position of learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, in the face of that, Matt, science and psychology tells us in the first three months, at least seven times, you're going to think, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And those seven times might be fleeting. That might be three seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They may be prolonged. It may be a week Mm. of uncertainty. 
But all it is is the idea of the pain of change and the pain of learning and the pain of mastery. Hmm. Matt, can you give me an example of a time that you learned a new skill and it wasn't particularly comfortable to start with, but you persisted? Yeah, look, I can, Fred, you know, I, uh, I'm actually trying to teach myself at the moment a little bit of a hobby of mine, which is uh, surprisingly enough, like gem faceting, like faceting yep. gemstones. I'm, I've, I've collected rocks for a long time. And I thought, you know what, screw this, I actually want to know how this works. Um, and so I've, I don't know, I found a, a, a hobbyist club nearby, and I've signed myself up for it, I'm giving it a go. Um, and look, it's not, it's not, extremely difficult there's no stakes in pl- at play which is nice um but i am not a crafty person uh, i've never wow. counted myself as one T- like little movements of the hands i can do big movements play sport excellent yeah. little movements that's got of a the huge hands. wingspan for our listeners uh, that's right that's right and i can't get my little my little fingers into to do all the precise movements i find that bloody difficult um but look we're getting there. Um, and each time I go and I, I go to the workshop, I, I feel like I get to see the progress on my rock, which is very satisfying. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, look, look, I think that's a, a good example of it at the moment. Something I'm proud of because uh, it's really out of my wheelhouse. You know, it's pretty pretty see, distant for me. This is the this is the absolute anecdote that we wanted, and it's the antidote. So this concept of imposter syndrome. Nice red, nice red. We'll put that so in what the Matt has said is despite the fact that it's low stakes, it's of high interest. So first and foremost, he's put himself out there with something that he didn't have to do but wanted to understand. He's gone in knowing that at some point it may feel inadequate taking his large fingers that are perfectly <laughs> positioned to hold a basketball yeah. and holding a precision tool. And he's going to attempt to do something with uh, a semi-precious rock that one day he might learn to do with a diamond. Mm, mm, That's the goal. He has no aspirations yet of being a jeweler, but what he's learning about is the concept of trial and error. Mm. Okay. And you heard in the way that Matt spoke that he has a growth mindset. I, you know, my big hands, it's cumbersome. I can't get in there, but we're progressing. We're getting there. See, that's the toil and the tribulation of learning a new skill. And that's why I think Matt, you know, one of Matt's many virtues. So Matt will apply himself. And and Matt, I'm going to say, if you make a mistake, uh, you know, and it frustrates you and you Mm. throw your rock across the room, (laughs) you're going to suspect that you might just start again. Yep, yep, yep. Because Matt's not the kind of person that says, forgive me my frustrations, I have imposter syndrome, I'm not really a jeweler. Mm. He says, I'm a guy learning a skill. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And in that growth mindset that Matt has, what you're looking at is this concept of true resilience. I'll make myself uncomfortable because from that discomfort, I grow better. I develop a skill set. I don't have to tell people that I'm not the thing that I aspire to be because I've put myself in a position to learn. Mm. But I'm going to put my head down and deal with my guilt, sometimes deal with my shame. You know, if you you scratch or scuff the surface of that rock because you sneeze, Mm. you're going to think, God, what have I done? Mm. And you're going to learn. You just polish the scuff out and keep going. Mm. Here I am talking about, you know, (laughs) faceting like I know anything about it. Um, But the reality is a simple one. Well, before we could hide behind concepts of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. we had to learn to live with the idea of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
And this is where it boils down to an issue for me, Matt. Because generationally, and I work in a very privileged profession, mm. my job is not a right, it's a true privilege. I work with people sometimes on the most difficult circumstances of their life. Mm. And the way I describe psychology to people is I'm on a mountain, you're on a mountain. From the mountain I climb, if I can see obstacles on yours as a good citizen, I'll call them out and you can make some decisions about how you want to navigate those. Mm, 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 yeah. 99 times out of 100, that works for some people. Uh, there are times where I have to intervene with my ethics more directly to keep a person and the community safe. Mm. I can't do that job if I am overtly vulnerable to the people that need me because my code of ethics says their obligations supersede my own. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we have a whole platform of young clinicians walking around saying because of imposter syndrome and other fictitious kind of self-imposed um, limiters like the word burnout, we'll do a rant episode on burnout, <laughs> we're going to need more time. Mm. But because of these self-limiting, you know, trap doors that they're building in, they allow themselves to divert their attention away from their client. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're a psychologist, it doesn't matter if you're an OT, it doesn't matter if you're a physio. Now, people will often say to me, what's the, what's the way to get past imposter syndrome? And I've got to tell you something. From a career perspective, I've done this now for about 18 years, and you still feel inadequate almost every day. Mm, mm. Okay? I feel inadequate five minutes before this podcast starts. Mm, yeah. Okay? All of my insecurities are there, but I realize that the paying customer doesn't care about those. They care about what they've come to attain. Yeah, The trade-off is compartmentalizing your own insecurities, your guilt, your shame, your inadequacy, and working towards the idea that if you set that aside and lean into what the person needs, you can trust your training. Mm. Mm. So whenever I hear somebody say, I'm suffering terribly today from imposter syndrome, my typical response will be take two aspirin, won't help, but it won't hurt. <laughs> yep. Trust your training. Yeah, yeah. Because if you lean into that muscle memory of what you've done for the past four, six, eight, ten years, then greater minds like you know than ours mm. that have created the theory that you've immersed yourself in mm. will absolutely come to the fore in the training that you've learned. And I suspect this happens in elite sports teams all the time. Mm. Yeah. You know, the boxer that goes out there and says, this guy's taller than me, he's bigger than me, he's stronger than me, and his coach says, we've done the work, trust the training. Mm, mm, mm. The same in the idea of basketball. You know, there's good teams and bad teams. Everybody's talented. Mm, mm. The teams that are more cohesive, the teams that yeah. work on it, yeah. the teams that trust the training. Now, they might not win every time, but they're going to win more often than not. And look, Fred, the, the phrase imposter syndrome itself seems to imply that you know what you're doing. Isn't the idea that you actually have the skills, but you just don't feel like you do because you feel like an imposter? I feel Hallelujah, like- Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you're framing it as imposter syndrome, it means you've got those skills. It means you feel like you, you, know, you deserve to be there or whatever because you've, uh, because you've got that capability. You just don't feel it. 
It's why it's a, an imposter syndrome. It's it's you, you shouldn't be there. Feelings aren't facts, Matt. Mm. Feelings aren't facts. Don't let your feelings get in the way of what you need to do. Mm. Put your shoulder to the wheel. Set yourself aside. I don't know how to say this to your generation, Matt. And please, you know, help me with it. You're not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I know the socials and all the rest of it have allowed people to think every meal they make, every outfit that they wear and every thought that they have is some sort of public consumption. Shit, we're doing it now. Mm, but mm. when it comes to this idea of applying yourself to the thing that you are in training to do or trained to do, remember that there are those people out there the, the 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 giants that whose shoulders we stand on that have poured into this thing so many years decades hundreds of years of science mm. that there is no such thing as an imposter there's good and getting better mm. there's good and learning there's just outright bad and look at the end of the day if you suck at it don't do it you know give it away uh, go and find something that brings you joy. You it's know? also okay to be bad at it once in a week or something, I yeah. feel like, or in a month or whatever. And I think that's where this comes to sometimes as well. People feel like, oh, I screwed up once. I don't deserve to be here. If you've got the skills, you're still allowed to make mistakes. And as long as you work, I think what you're saying is as long as you're working on it, as long as you're growing with that experience, that's the kind of thing that like we should be looking for. Is that right? We shouldn't punish ourselves for mistakes. Mistakes mm. are how we learn. In fact, a good mistake is a great teacher. Mm. But mistakes aren't about imposter syndrome. It's the feeling of inadequacy. It's the, I wanted to be perfect the first go. Mm -hmm. There's a conversation here at the moment in our business about the city to surf, which is a marathon. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to go and they've tried to say, Fred, we want you to come with us. Mm -hmm. yep. Matt's laughing because I'm a fuller figured gentleman that's probably saving my last good run to, you know, catch a plane or perhaps, you know, that's tackle a good one. Yeah, right? yep. Now, I know that there's the height of arrogance if I threw myself directly into the city to surf without training. It would probably jeopardise my health, let's be really honest about it. But if I spend the next three months really putting my wheel to the shoulder, my shoulder to the wheel and grinding out some proper training in not long-distance running, but probably long-distance walking, mm, let's yeah, be honest, yeah. that I could probably get enough condition up to complete the mm. city to surf. Now, if I then stuck with it because it was a passion and something I loved, by this time next year, I'd probably be exponentially better. Now, maybe for me, my event horizon on running distance only ever gets me to be adequate. Yeah, yeah. But it's about a personal best. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got to believe, you know, there's a, there's this idea of if you've got no training, this is why in Australia nobody can slack the title psychologist mm -hmm. on their business card. Yeah. It's legally binding that you follow a certain criteria to get there. The same with your GP, the same with your physio, okay? So when people are aspiring to that work and have that training and they want to undermine themselves, all they're doing quite literally is cheating the end user. Mm. And I want to say to everybody out there, it's not the end user's problem and the end user never, ever has an obligation to manage your insecurity. But when you're working with people around you, there is nothing less endearing than walking up to somebody that's gone through the journey that you're going through, that has empathy for the struggle, 
and saying to them, I'm not feeling it today because I'm suffering from imposter syndrome. Mm. My heartfelt response to that is, listen, we've all been there. Trust the training. And instead of avoiding the issues because you're feeling insecure, redouble your efforts to master the skill. Mm. Mm. You want to get really good at rock faceting, Matt? Do it twice as often. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar. That's the end of my rant today, Matt. Listeners, I don't normally punch down on the generation, but they're crawling up my neck today. Matt's been very good. It's better than therapy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is what you should be doing. We should introduce a podcast session, should we, Fred, as a new offering. A new offering. It's it's calming. It's unrelenting in its support. Matt, uh, lucky we don't post these videos because the eye rolls I've received today on my rant. You know, oh, hardly, Fred. I like the way you're framing right. it. Hardly, hardly. It's, uh, it's but, a good uh, right. Matt, forgive me, forgive me for generalizing because it's not everybody in your generation, but tends to be people that are a little bit younger than me that are falling by the wayside because of concepts like this. And, and I want to thank the listeners for my rant today. Uh, we've got a couple more coming. We'll talk about <laughs> talent dysmorphia, Matt, when you think you're better than you are. Oh, okay, okay. I think a and lot of, of course, people have burnout, which we used to call I'm a bit tired. Uh, <laughs> but now it's some sort of pathological need for a vitamin B injection and four weeks in Bali. Mm. So what we're going to do, listeners, is every now and then Matt's going to indulge my um, <laughs> cantankerous Gen X ranting uh but we'll promise to keep it to limits and i really hope people have learned a little bit about imposter syndrome uh there's not a lot of love but there's a lot of empathy uh very good don't uh, slice your own achilles heel it's not the way the world works thank you matt thank you listeners fantastic until next week see you matt see ya that's if i only knew Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production, with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes, and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts of theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tuning to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.